0: Today we're sharing a conversation between myself and Lori where we discussed time, our relationship to it, our understanding of it, how to be present in the moment. We hope you enjoy it, and to share your own reflections or to contact myself or Lori, you can email us at spiritroadpodcast at gmail.com. to awkwardly zen presents spirit road a podcast about our spiritual journey where we can be awkwardly ourselves it's a path that can be funny absurd enlightening and life-changing all at the same time join us as we explore this mysterious world and life we live in i'm tim behrens
1: i'm Lori hewitt and And this this is is spirit
0: Road. road
1: someone said to me you know the earth was created in seven days i was like okay and i'm thinking 24 hours, seven days and he interjected that possibility that a day in terms of the infinite whatever you call it could be millions of years not 24 hours as we think of it that's our perspective but perhaps that's not true that time is something that's different and you can interpret it differently hmm so that there wasn't either or black or white. It was there were all these possibilities and they could all have happened however it was described. And it's our interpretation of it that makes it so black and white.
0: Yeah, it's kind of an interesting state of things in that in, in some ways, especially when it comes to religious scripture, or things that we are sometimes taught to take things very literally.
1: Yes. Yeah. And
0: yet, and yet, so much of spiritual teaching is metaphor, and mm-hmm. and that um, really you have you have to find the meaning in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And for me, it's about keeping that openness to that. I, th- I think that day in that class. What I really took from it was that whole idea that things are not black and white. It's not either or. It can be and, which opens up everything then. If you don't say it has to be this way or that way, it can be this way and this way. It's like you can be happy and sad pretty much back and forth all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like you're either one or the other at one at a time. So it opened me up to that possibility that all things can exist simultaneously even if I don't understand it exactly, it can all somehow flow together.
0: Right. And even in that sense that example of what does a day mean to yeah. to a creator who experiences things in terms of the infinite.
1: Right. Um, and you know as I've gotten older and I've studied more it's like we're stuck in time because we're in this third dimension on this planet. But the reality is time doesn't really exist. It's a construct that we have. It's not necessarily real in the, the true scheme of things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we have we're bound by it, but I think other if there are, you know, other beings from other places and just in the universes in general, when you think about it, everything's infinite. There really is no time. We just make it up. Think about daylight savings time. It's like, I understand why we do that. And I sort of like it. But the reality is days are days. Sometimes the sun rises earlier. Sometimes it sets later. And think about the farmers in the beginning when they didn't have time like that. It's like you got up when the sun got up and you did your chores. And when it went down, you came home, had dinner and went to bed. It's like... Right. It's, it's like nobody thought about setting your clock forward or backward. It just was what it was. And it was related more to that natural rhythm of in the wintertime, the sun comes up later and goes down earlier. And in the summer, it comes up earlier and goes down later too, you know? So. Yeah, it's.
0: Uh, it would be interesting to do a study on the origins of, of time. And I'm sure this is out there, but if someone could trace back the history of our relationship yeah. to time. Finding finding that there used to be more practical purposes of it tracking the seasons tracking the the cycles so that they could plant crops at certain points of time or even um, watching the stars in the sky you yes. know, tra- tracking things in that sense like what is it that what is it that we need to give us meaning why do why do we follow these things in such a way as opposed to just being ever present you know and
1: exactly. there's probably
0: there's probably some very practical reasons for that, but
1: well and and there are a lot of rituals that came up around that in terms of just that very thing. It's like they would have a ritual that welcomed in spring and the planting season and they watched the stars they watched the sun, the moon, they watched all of that nature, and that's what gave them the clues that okay, now it's time to plant There's a ritual I think that took place. was in Ireland, England, somewhere over there, where when when fall was coming, they did this big, huge bonfire that sort of then told everyone in the surrounding area because it was big enough that people in the outlying areas could actually see it. And that signaled to them, okay, now fall has come, it's harvest time, and now things are, you know, it's changing. The season is changing. And so it was a real ritual to say, okay, we're done with this planting season, now the fall is here, you know, soon winter. And, you know, so they have all these rituals that I think ancient people followed that helped them mark the cycles. And I know natives had those rituals and watched all the signs because they could then track, like hunting, as well Mm. as planting. So and they didn't have clocks, they did it by looking at the moon phases and the stars, like you say, in the sky and, and you know, where the sun is positioned. And they knew because they lived in that balance of nature, which we don't live in anymore. We try to ignore mm-hmm. it and pretend like we can control it. And
0: then at some point in time, we started putting value on pe- the ritual of um, initiating people into adulthood or making them complete members of society or whatever that would be. And we're tracking tracking our own ages and our cycles of the sun and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. It's an Interesting evolution. And then also too, though, to what extent do, the, do we then become, uh, just kind of a, a slave to, to time?
1: Well, we are, I mean, look yeah. at our whole life as a slave to time. Yeah. I feel like I'm always constantly, you know, watching the clock and like at work, waiting for my break to be over or waiting for my break to get here or mm. whatever. It's like everything seems to be tied to being someplace and doing something at a particular time on a clock. Right. Yeah. And it's. I think it's that way for a lot of folks because you have to be at work at a certain time, you work till a certain time, then you have to go get, pick up the kids and they have to be certain places at certain times. It's always looking at time. And you hear people, I never have enough time. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. we all have the same amount of time every day.
0: (laughs) That's an interesting thing. Yeah.
1: But the thing is, and and I say it, it's like time, my sense of it is being distorted and it feels like it's going faster and faster. And I I don't feel like I'm aware of it as much. Does that make sense? Or I'm somehow sometimes in between it. I don't know how to explain that exactly. But Mm -hmm. it's a very odd experience. Of having it's like, I don't know where time how why it goes so quickly and where it goes exactly.
0: Well, and just to bring this back to what you mentioned earlier, there's also this idea that time is an illusion, that it's a way of our consciousness tracking. I like to think of it like like to think of it almost like the groove of a record player. We're we are the needle moving through the groove, playing the song of life or whatever, but there's something that exists outside of that that's the player you know, and, and, and everything is there and present. It's just, where is that? Where's our attention? Where's our consciousness going?
1: Exactly. Um,
0: yeah. And certainly have yeah. had the experience of things happening out of time. And, and that's, that's very confusing. Like I think if mm-hmm. someone existed in that space, it would be very hard to function in the world,
1: mm-hmm. but I've
0: had, had things happen out of sequence before. Or oh yeah. Glitches yeah. in the matrix, so to speak. And yeah. Um, and what does yeah. that say about the nature of our reality and consciousness? Um,
1: yeah. Well, and as the Buddhists say, I mean, all we really have is this moment, mm-hmm. and how do we stay present just in this moment? You know, and I've been—that's one of the things I'm focusing on this year—is staying conscious, surrendering, and letting go of all that mind chatter as much as i can and it's exhausting honestly (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's amazing how much unconscious time i have but it's about staying squarely in this moment because this is actually all we have everything else is an illusion but we never stay present i'm always not aware of my present moment because i'm looking to the future usually (laughs)
0: Right. How much of our day do we spend anticipating something that hasn't happened yet or fretting over something that already has? How do we exist? Can you even exist truly in the present? Like in the sense of, like in music, there's the idea of latency. Like if I play on a MIDI keyboard, when I hit the key, I hear the sound come out of the speakers, but it has to go into the computer. It has to play the sound library, all of that. And, And there's probably actually a you know, it might be minuscule, but like a 0.11 millisecond delay and our brain will fill in that gap Mm -hmm. to make it sound like it's happening in the present. But the reality is it's like, um, it's already happened, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) at the point that I'm processing it, it's already come and gone. And, uh, like, so is there some, is there something truly, or is there a way to truly be present, like totally in the moment?
1: There must be. I think there are folks who live that, honestly. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I personally rarely <laughs> experience that. I'm working at trying to experience it more and more. In meditation, I can do that. But once I'm not in, you know, in my meditation, then it's like the mind takes off and I'm in that cycle again. There are moments during the day where I can sometimes pull myself back let go of that chatter for a moment and stay present. But it's a constant pulling myself back, being conscious enough to say, wait, I'm caught up in this again. All right, let's center, take a deep breath. All right, just be here. And then of course, I'm off and running again and then recentering and it's a constant process. Yeah,
0: just thinking of meditation is a great example. Um, I often notice how I have an internal uh, narrator when I meditate, will talk about, oh, you feel very calm, or you you feel very um, quiet in this moment. and 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 then I'm saying to the narrator, no, I don't because you're still telling the story of how I feel quiet. <laughs> um, the, the, the moment that my thoughts come into play and I start observing in that sense, I'm kind of out of time again, right? because i'm mm-hmm. I'm noticing something that's no longer there. Um, The moment I narrate it, I'm not in silence. Or the moment a story comes up, I'll let it go, return to my breath. And maybe there's there's these bits and pieces here and there where my attention is fully focused on the breath and then I start narrating again. And I think that's kind of metaphorically true for life in general. I think probably my closest experience with true presence I remember when the world kind of closed down a few years ago and having a great deal of anxiety about everything that was happening in the world and um, being locked in my house for a few weeks and finally decided, well, it's springtime. I need to get outside and do something. And so I found, found my way down to a, a park just south of Kansas City and walked a trail, found a creek bed. Uh, sat on that creek bed and listened to the water and meditated and, and played music and spent a whole afternoon there on my own. And there were moments in that where I could notice mm-hmm. just the sounds of the water, the the wind blowing through the, the branches of the trees, uh, birds flying overhead. And there wasn't as much of a narration. It was almost more like I was just a part of it. It's like mm-hmm. this, this must be what it's like to be in nature. Not just visiting it, but you know, truly a part of it. And and it was so interesting to note too that that peacefulness I felt in that space, that I ha- I hadn't done anything, other than just get myself down there. There was nothing I had to work for, nothing I had to plan, no to do lists, no fretting or anticipating. It's just I just had to get out into the woods, and and be there. And that was and and there was presence there. Mm -hmm. I think about that a lot, how much emphasis we put on getting things done or gauging what we've gotten done or looking back, reflecting or planning ahead. And all of those things really do have the, they have the illusion of striving for some kind of peaceful life when in Mm -hmm. fact, the peaceful life is very easy to attain in moments just by going out there.
1: Exactly. Or I would think too, playing music, doing Mm -hmm. art. When I'm caught up in something like that, what I realized when I'm finished is I was so present in that moment that there wasn't, like you say that narration, there wasn't that running monologue in my head or chattering. I was so, i am always so focused on whatever it is I'm creatively doing. It's usually a creative thing where when I do the art with Interstellar's with Stephanie and Valerie I'm so focused on being present in that moment that everything else sort of fades away. And I would think play, because when I listen to music, I'm the same Mm -hmm. way. I don't play music, but when I listen, I'm the same way. I'm so engaged in that music that everything else kind of fades away. I would think playing it would be the same kind of experience where you're focused in that moment.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. I think, uh, there are different kinds of playing music. If someone is playing something that's super rehearsed or that they're challenging themselves with that, that narrator voice will come in, you know, that Mm -hmm. kind of get in play a go between, between that moment, the musical expression and your impression of what it should be or what you think it should sound like or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then there's, there's something more that's like flow state where where you're creating and you're so immersed in that that Yeah, the narrator is gone and you're just lost in the expression of it. Yeah. Um, and I'd even say that happens in conversation sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Like when two people are really engaged, they're not thinking about what they need to say next or anticipating anything. They're just locked into each other, uh, sharing in a moment. and And that's when those time bubbles happen. Where yes. suddenly you look down at your clock and and a whole hour has gone by and it's like oh my gosh where how how long have we been here what's happening and it's that you're in that flow state where you're not anticipating or um, looking forward or back and you're just
1: there right yeah I just I had lunch with a friend that I hadn't seen in a little while and it was like two and a half hours at this restaurant and suddenly it's like oh I think we have to go we're the only ones left yeah. And it was that what you're just describing, that's perfect. I hadn't thought of that because we were so engaged in catching up and sharing and talking about our spiritual journeys, that time just, I had no sense of time. And then we realized, oh my heavens, we need to get out of here. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of brought us back into this, the real world, I'll say in quotes. But yeah, I understand that. That, That's amazing when that happens because you're so right there in that moment. And so present, I guess, is the word.
0: This is another interesting aspect of time for me too. When I think about traveling, there's something that happens when you travel where I could go to work every day for five days a week for three months straight. And there will come a point where if I really reflect on where that time went, I'll just like, I, I just don't even know. It's just all a blur. How did three months go by? Yep. and and then you're traveling and you're seeing new things, having new experiences, meeting new people, you're engaged, you're enjoying your present. you also get that sense of like things happening too fast. It's like oh, that went by so fast. But also while you're while you're in it, you, you have so many memories that it feels full. It's like the, the impression of time is jam-packed. To, to where when you look back, you kind of know where you were every moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the sense of passing time is kind of related to what our experiences are and how our brain chooses to categorize them. It's like, oh, I've already done this every day for the last three years or whatever. And it's like, I don't really need to write a new memory here. <laughs> and then, so then suddenly your days are kind of okay. composed of things that, that don't feel like experiences. And it's just kind of gone. Where in traveling, it's like it goes by so fast because you're taking it all in and you want more.
1: And I think that's, for me, as you're talking, it's like, ah, that's the key. It's about being present and engaged in each moment. And Mm -hmm. that's what I think makes things in some ways timeless and also keeps us in that present moment of whatever we're doing. And what I realize as you're talking is how much of my life is not engaged because I can be doing something with like, say at work. And yet my mind could be thinking about six other things. Like, Oh, I got to do this after I get finished. I got to do that. Oh, I need to get this from the store rather than only totally being present in the moment with whatever mm-hmm. I'm doing. So that's interesting because you're right. When we're out of our normal routine traveling or whatever we are engaged in every moment it's like art or music i think when you're doing that when you're engaged in that it's so focused that then everything else fades but you're only you're staying right in that moment
0: right another interesting aspect of things like flow state is the fact that as we can talk about these things being in that space They've come and gone. Like when I think yeah. about being in flow state with music, I'm 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 invoking a memory of times where that happened for me. Mm-hmm. When I'm in that space, it's a different experience. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's not something I can relate in the moment because the moment I start to relate it, I'm no longer in flow state. Right. So exactly. it's, it's almost a place you can go to, but it's not something you can fully capture in reflection.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And maybe that's the point. Maybe we all spend. We've stopped living in every moment, and we mostly live our life in reflection about things that have already happened, as opposed to simply being present to what's going on in this very moment.
0: Sounds like we figured it out.
1: (laughs) I'm not sure (laughs) we figured it out. For me, it's still, how do I stay in that flow state? How do I stay in this present moment all the time? Right. I think Buddhists have probably figured that out. I think there are groups. I think there are individuals who can do that and do do that and know how to do that. Mm-hmm. That's a goal that I hope. to Right.
0: Achieve. And, a, and yeah. a goal of being able to bring that into the day to day because the reality of where how we exist and what our relationship to time is and what our relationship to being on the clock is all of those things. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do we bring that presence or that flow state into normal, everyday kinds of tasks and experiences. And I know Teet Han would talk about that in The Miracle of Mindfulness, this idea of how can I be fully present while I'm doing the dishes or while I'm walking down the stairs or down a hallway or something? How can I bring my attention to this in such a way that I'm not seeing it as something that I've done thousands of times before that this is a new experience unfolding and a new moment that I've never been in. How can I, how can I keep that awareness?
1: Yeah. And what was his answer? Did he have an answer for that?
0: It's been a long time since I've read the book. I I, I guess it really is that it is kind of maybe the, the root of mindfulness meditation is to Mm -hmm. one notice that we take ourselves out of time that we are anticipating or looking back. And as we notice those things, instead of returning to the breath as we would in meditation, we return to whatever it was we were doing. It's like how often, especially, I think the example of doing dishes was a good one because yeah. how often do we we approach a task like that as something that just needs to be done? It's not something we want to do. There are so many other things vying for our attention and this is just something we have to do. So we we get through it. And in essence, we're losing those moments because we're, we're already looking to what comes next. So
1: right. we're thinking about six other things and not paying attention to how you're actually washing the dish.
0: Right. Yeah. That yeah. too.
1: It's like driving. Driving for me is the opportunity for my mind to just take off and think about 600 other things rather than what I'm actually doing because driving is basically automatic Mm -hmm. And then when I can refocus myself and stay present in this moment, it's quite interesting. I'm less frustrated. Yeah.
0: I play a game or I don't do it much these days since I work from home, but used to be when I would have the commute to the office, it was about a 15 minute commute there and back. And I would play this game where I drove the same section of road for the better part of two or three years. And I would try and notice something new yeah. every time I drove. And it was amazing the things that I would I would find. There would be buildings that I never saw before. There would be yes. gargoyle statues on people's porches and things that seemed totally out of place. There would yeah uh-huh. uh, road signs with strange names. And all of these things that, unless I gave them my focus and my attention, would just be a backdrop. Mm -hmm. And, and like when to bring that mindfulness of saying, what can I notice that's new today into that drive? It was, it was amazing how much, how much I saw and probably still would, even to this day, if I did that same drive again, I would find something Mm -hmm. new if I was looking for it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that.
0: Well, thank you for the conversation for the reflections on time.
1: Yeah. It always fascinates me because I feel like I spend... A lot of my time nowadays, sort of out of time. <laughs> it's like I don't know, mm-hmm. shifting from one dimension to another. Sometimes it feels like it's quite uh, an interesting, disorienting experience. I wonder what it will be like to not be so tied into time. my My vision is is that when we move into like a fifth dimension scenario, and there's not, I mean, they time will be different there, I think, if, from my understanding. And I sort of wonder, what will that be like?
0: One thing that comes to mind for me is this idea that when we think of time as being linear, we also think that we can no longer affect the things that have come before us. But some spiritual practices and modalities today are working with this idea of clearing ancestral trauma or healing experiences that have happened to us in the past in such a way that we can truly shed them and let go of them in the Mm -hmm. present. This idea that um, consciousness is really where things are happening and consciousness can exist outside of time. So if we can affect things in the present, we can also change the nature of what's come before.
1: Exactly. Um, Yeah. Since time doesn't really exist, then we are free to move forward or backward. And right, impact, yes, Mm -hmm. anything, which is fascinating to think about.